Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. The Odyssey Writing Workshop is an intensive six-week program for writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror whose work is approaching publication quality, and for published writers who want to improve their work. Odyssey is held each summer on the campus of St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Adult writers from all over the world apply. Only 15 are admitted. Top authors, editors, and agents serve as guest lecturers. For more information, visit www.odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 88 is an excerpt from a lecture by E.C. Ambrose at Odyssey 2015 on Making It Real. This is Part 2. For Part 1, listen to Podcast 87. The text of this recording is copyright 2015 by Elaine Isaac. The sound recording is copyright 2015 by Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. So the first part of the talk, we focused on the stuff. The stuff you're going to create visually with all of your sensory details, textually, tastefully, that's not word, <laughs> um, on the page for your readers to experience. The next thing we want to talk about is the other side of that intersection, which is the people who are going to reveal it, the characters, the point of view, that unique individual that's going to create the reality of the world for your reader. So the next thing I have is the world's most boring postcard. I found this as a bookmark in a book that I purchased at a used bookstore. The book was about the medieval history of Rome, I believe. And I thought, wow, that is the world's most boring postcard. Until I read the back. So setting, right? Here's the place. Here's a really boring place. Here's what it says on the back. From the top of this hill, you can see Galway Firth dividing Scotland and England. If you look closely, you will see the narrow rivulet where Claverhouse rode so hard after the Covenanters. When the horses' hooves touched the water, they hissed they were so hot. I have been often here. It's not so boring anymore. Why? Because we have a character who's telling us about it, who knows the history of that place, who embodies that history in the very specific image of the horses galloping so hard that the water hissed because their hooves were so hot. And suddenly it's, wait a minute, whoa, who is this person? What is this place? Now I want to go to this location that otherwise would have been nothing at all. So your use of point of view, the details that you include there, and the perspective of that narrative voice on your setting and the things that the characters experience in that world can elevate even something that is not inherently interesting into a place that the reader is excited to explore. So one example for me was when I was working on a story called Song for the Sea, which is related to my Singer's Crown universe, and I started out with sort of a generic setting, castle, pirates, blah, blah. When I chose to make it specific, well, this is not that interesting. The setting isn't adding anything to the story. It's not giving me a whole lot to work with in terms of revealing the people who live there. I transformed the setting and instead made it a castle that's built out of shipwrecks. Every doorway, every roof, every item, every bench and stool and table was taken from a shipwreck. 
And it instantly changed the atmosphere of the place and gave my character something to respond to, to worry about, and um, to react to. So what do we know, or what do we need to know, about your point of view character, the person through whose eyes the reader will experience the world that you're trying to make? One thing to be very aware of is the character's attitude toward the things that are going to be described. One key here is euphemism. I like to look at real estate ads. If you see the words handyman special, what does that mean? Run! That's a very particular attitude, right? But the real estate agent who's going to sell that house wants to make it sound appealing. Put in your own special decorator touches. It means the place is a dump. The euphemisms that the character uses, the reference points that they have, reveal their attitude about the thing that they're talking about and revealing to the reader. Their personality. What is the character interested in? What are they drawn to? Whatever your character is looking at, is excited about, or is worried about, those are the things that your reader, likewise, is going to be interested and excited about and worried about. You can reveal a wealth about the character based on what they pay attention to and how they feel about what they're paying attention to. The history, both the general history of that place, like you know, Claverhouse and the Covenanters, in this example, as well as their personal relationship to what they're seeing. They may have an association with that place, with that thing that's being described that is personal to that character, as well as the layer of the history where it actually fits into the society that you're working with. I have an example here from Airborne, which is a young adult novel by Kenneth Offal. I think it's the start of a series. There are three of them now. Sailing toward dawn, and I was perched atop the crow's nest, being the ship's eyes. We were two nights out of Sydney, and there'd been no weather to speak of so far. I was keeping watch on a dark stack of nimbus clouds off to the northwest, but we were leaving it far behind. It looked to be smooth going all the way to Lionsgate City, like riding a cloud. So the character's on top of an airship going somewhere. How does he feel about it? It's like riding a cloud. In the next paragraph, he gets into looking at the stars and his relationship with his father, which is another layer of the story. His father taught him about the stars and introduced him to this world. The description that you craft is going to be informed by the backstory of that particular character. It's going to be informed by their cultural history of the place and the society that the character comes from. The societal expectations. So if you're describing the throne room of the castle, a servant has a very different perspective on that room than a prince or than a maiden, or than someone who's entering the room because they're a supplicant to the king who is seated there. Make the description personal to that character. What does that character know and see and feel about that place that no other character in the room would be feeling quite the same way? That's what makes your point of view stand out. What makes that unique reveals the place and reveals the character and builds sympathy with the character at the same time. Daniel Abraham's example here is from A Shadow in Summer. And Ota, the main character, is entering the village of the Daikobo, who is sort of a, a great leader, I guess. Despite the wealth and luxury of the road, the first sight of the Daikobo's village took Ota's breath away. Carved into the stone of the mountain, the village was something half belonging to the world of men, half to the ocean and the sun and the great forces of the world. He stopped in the road and looked up at the glittering windows and streets, stairways and garrets and towers. A thin golden ribbon of waterfall lay just within the structures, and a warm light of the coming sunset made the stone around it glow like bronze. So he's choosing very specific images 
that suggest how that character feels when he's approaching the place. Okay. We get to do a little <coughs> exercise. Take a few minutes. Earlier I had you guys write sort of an inventory of world. What are the details of place that you want your readers to know or that are going to be essential for them to understand? Now we're going to take it from the flip side and look at the character. Who is going to be seeing, viewing, experiencing the things that are happening in this place? Could be a character in a story that you have in mind that you'd like to write. Maybe it's one that you're already working on now or that you've already turned in that you want to go a little deeper and focus more on who that person is. Just write down an inventory. What does the reader need to know about that individual? What are their attitudes? What is their personal history? What's the most important thing that happened to them that formed who they are today, that motivates them to proceed further into the world and into the plot that you're going to develop? The text of this recording is copyright 2015 by Elaine Isaac. The sound recording is copyright 2015 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust.